1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Rita Foley reports on the return to remote learning for some school districts. Shutting down schools is often a decision driven by waves of teachers calling in sick. More than a third of Philadelphia's public schools have switched to remote learning through at least today, drawing an outcry from families who say they were given little time to prepare. Chicago students remained out of school for a third straight day today after school leaders failed to reach an agreement with the teachers' union over virus safety protocols. The union wants to revert to remote instruction because of the COVID surge. That is Rita Foley reporting. The U.S. and NATO on Friday roundly rejected Russian demands that the alliance not admit new members amid growing concerns that Russia may be planning to invade Ukraine which aspires to join the NATO alliance. This is SRN News. Larry Elder is always working to save this country. I'm launching a political action committee called Elder for America, and it's designed to raise money to help Republicans take back the House and the Senate to fight for school choice and to fight against critical race theory. We must do better for our future generations. The Larry Elder Show. Afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Gabe. Thanks for coming along today. And let's take a look at your weather. Today, cloudy and a high of 29. And then it gets cold tonight. Decreasing clouds and a low of 3 below. Sunday, cold and a high of 5. Sunday night, partly cloudy and a low of 7 below. And for your Monday, cold and a high of three. So bundle up out there. The Narn with Mitch Berg is next right here on The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, my show, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, as we speak, heading towards its 18th anniversary, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio, which, let's be honest, means dominating pretty much all of the Twin Cities alternative media, although there's some greats out there uh, uh, to whom we, we throw all the all due recognition. But we were here first. Going on 18 years, literally, this broadcast will be able to sign contracts and uh, join the military at some point here in uh, in March, actually. We celebrated our, our, our 17th year along with the station's 20th anniversary. Holy cow, we are outside the 20th anniversary year. <laughs> 2021, of course, was uh, AM12A, the Patriots' 20th anniversary as a conservative talk station, which, by the way, is the longest by far that stayed one format in decades. The next big celebration, well... The next two big celebrations, our 18th birthday coming up uh, two months, a little under two months from now, 
And, of course, this station, AM 1280's 100th anniversary as a frequency in the Twin Cities coming up in 2025. Yeah, I'm that big of a radio geek <laughs> at any rate. So I uh, hope you're around for all of those. Great to have you all here for all uh, of the festivities this last, well, almost a generation. As the station's promos say, we have been on the air longer continuously than any other conservative talk show in the history of Twin Cities Radio, and we hope to make that Almost as big of a record as North Dakota State, uh, the Bison, America's team, uh, is making its uh, traditional trips down to Frisco, Texas for the FCS championship. Uh, The the Bison, uh, the herd, if you will, are in Frisco, Texas right now, uh, as has been their want for this last, I don't know, a decade or so, going for, I believe, their ninth FCS championship in 11 years. They, They lost to James Madison five or six years ago. And, of course, there wasn't really much of one last year to speak of. So, yeah, the Bison up 35-3 to over the uh, Montana State Cats. It's looking pretty grim for Montana. But they could still – they just got on the board a few minutes ago. Uh, got a field goal after getting a great catch down inside the red zone, really down inside the 10, and not be able to convert that to, uh, to seven points. So that's been that kind of a game for Montana State. I know some friends of this broadcast are Montana State alums. As are, by the way, uh, my niece and nephew from Billings, uh, both a a nurse and a civil engineer. Well, there's other things to enjoy in life besides football today. At any rate, I'll I'll give you all that consolation prize. So, number to call, should you care to join me, 651-289-4488. That's the traditional telephone route, should you have something you wish to get in front of the public on the record here. If you're not necessarily into the audio thing, but you want to sound off for this broadcast, oh, get ready. Get ready, uh, because the, the social media hurricane is offshore, ready to sweep over you right now. We are at hashtag NarnShow, that's N-A-R-N Show, on five, not one, not two, not three, but five Different social media platforms. We are Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show on Twitter, Parler, Gab, MeWe, and as of this past Thursday, Getter. That's G-E-T-T-R. That's the new flavor of the month for conservatives who are trying to leave the big pseudo-communist controlled social media, the big ones, Facebook and Twitter. I will not leave those. I will have to be kicked out, and (laughs) goodness knows uh, that's probably going to happen at some point here. Not that I'm putting out anything that's malicious or knowingly wrong. Well, not wrong at all, let's be honest. But uh, it's, it's, there's, there's, there's a move afoot out there to turn Twitter and Facebook into progressive echo chambers. And eventually, well, you don't know what's good. I mean, a lot of conservatives, fairly work-a-daddy-hug-a-mommy conservatives, have been escorted out of the room there. I have a hunch it's probably a matter of time before they start coming for shows like the Narn and, and Hugh Hewitt and and uh, well Ben Shapiro and the likes. So basically all of the Salem family of stations, which is one of the reasons Salem is building its own social media. But uh, on the other hand, I will continue to fight the battle on social media, in, on Twitter and on Facebook because fighting the battle in the echo chambers, in the places where conservatives dominate, places like Parler, Gab, MeWe, and Getter, is a little bit like I don't know Eisenhower calling on, tur- turning D-Day around and landing on beaches in Florida. I mean, it's a lot more fun, a lot less gunfire, 
but it doesn't really address the problem you're dealing with, which is fighting the battle for control of society. That is being fought, well, here. I mean, conservative talk radio is the original social medium for people like you and I, and that is where the battle for, well, you and I is being fought. But we're not going to win the war just with you and I. We've got to reach out and convince other people. And sometimes it remains to convince ourselves and each other of uh, the right way to go with things. And that's that's really bringing us to the subject of the day here, uh, the this past week's anniversary. Lest you missed it, and you couldn't have possibly missed it if you were on mainstream media at all this past week, uh, the, the nonstop, one might say almost slavering coverage of January 6th. You, you couldn't escape it. I mean, they were building up to it like it was the Super Bowl this past week. Listening to National Public Radio, which I listen to so you don't have to. I, I don't watch a lot of the big three networks, but certainly CNN, I'm told, secondhand, was treating January 6th like a media Super Bowl, like the big event, like, the, like something they've been waiting for since January 7th of last year, quite frankly. They know that this is the, the big bloody shirt that they can wave to impugn all Republicans and all conservatives forevermore. Well, why would they do that, Mitch? Well, think about it for a moment here. You're a Democrat. It's not even a year since Joe Biden was inaugurated, quote, president, end quote. And you are at the head of a country where you're, you're part of the dominant party, I should say, in a country where you have a president who, with all due respect, and I, 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 I say this not to pile on the guy. I say this as someone who has family who suffers from, shall we say, medically determined, diminished capacity uh, due to extended age. He is not of a right mind. He may not be, as Ben Shapiro calls him, a potted plant. But on the other hand, he only comes across as cogent with an amount of energy and production and effort that would make a Hollywood production. I'm not talking Rust here, by the way, with Alec Baldwin, uh, basically a glorified Hollywood version of a garage band movie. I'm talking about the real thing. I'm talking about a Peter Jackson joint. That level of production effort is what it takes to make Joe Biden sound like he's still on top of things on his own. I mean, there's a reason that his handlers put down on the script exactly which reporter he's supposed to go to and when during these press conferences. And you can tell he's reading them because he reads those instructions very, very literally, as in pause for applause and wait for applause. And I mean, he reads his stage directions out loud. So you know that the, the teleprompter is spelling out exactly what he's supposed to do, what he's supposed to say. And I suspect more more than a little bit, his questions are planted or at least are screened in advance so that the staff can put the right answer in so that the president can sound like he's still on top of things. And I've said this on this broadcast in the past. I, I take no joy in saying this. I have Republican friends who do take joy in saying it, uh, that he is, well, he's not all there. He's not, he's not running with the capacity that he had 
15, 20 years ago, and he was not the brightest bulb on God's Christmas tree then. I say that with a certain amount of schadenfreude. But when you start getting into the ravages of aging, piling on top of the fact that the guy is not the sharpest knife in the drawer, then it's not funny anymore. Then it's kind of a personal tragedy. And I say this as someone with family members who are in that right now, who are in what Glenn Campbell, who suffered from Alzheimer's himself, called the long goodbye. It is wrenching. It is horrible. And it is very, very real, and it's not a laughing matter. And it's not something that should be sharing a room with the nuclear football, for the love of Pete. I I digress. So I take no joy, and I derive no humor in saying that President Biden isn't all there, and he's basically uh, a puppet, still able to read the teleprompter, but, but largely up there to pass along things that are fed to him by other people, by his staff. It's... I I have said with a certain amount of tongue-in-cheek over the last year that this is the Harris administration. I think it's probably a little more like the staff running the whole thing since since Kamala Harris, I don't think, is necessarily on top of things either, although for very, very different reasons. I think it's fair to say, and I await any evidence that would disabuse me of this idea, that neither of them is really in control. They are both there serving as speakers, mouthpieces, if you will, for the words of others, the policies of others, the thoughts of others. Not to say that Joe Biden can't pull it together and make the occasional good show of it here and there, but on the on the things that really matter, I, I have to think he is largely there reading off the script. I, I'd await... And in fact, welcome evidence to the contrary at 651-289-4488. That's the number we have here. But uh, this past week, the script was, has been, believe me, Big Left has been working on the script for this past week for quite some time, for months and months and months, basically since January 7th of last year. Because here you are, you're a Democrat. Now, nobody knew things were going to go this bad you know, on January 7th, or January 8th, or, or a month after inauguration, mid-February of last year. But if you're a Democrat right now, here's what you're looking at. You're looking at an economy that is still trying to get started and failing. You're looking at an a, a economy where the jobs report is huffing along like a, a, a snowblower where you should have changed the oil two years ago, but you couldn't quite be bothered, and so it's... That's the economy right now. The COVID response is something akin to a Keystone Cops comedy. Kids ask your grandparents. The foreign policy just keeps getting... It's not as funny as Keystone Cops. It's more of an Ingemar Bergman movie with the Russians and the Chinese all finding themselves with a wide open highway that they want to drive all night long. And... A social situation in the United States that is the closest to civil war we have been in 150 years. And it is a civil war, at least in in the cold rhetorical sense of the term. And you've got, and oh, by the way, the immigration situation is beyond catastrophic, perhaps the worst it's ever been. Inflation is starting to spool up. The supply chain is no better than it was 
three months ago, administration protestations notwithstanding, you're finding empty shelves of things you go to the store for, which in the first world has been unthinkable for my adult lifetime. So what are you going to do if you're a Democrat? 651-289-4488 if you have questions, comments. Because I am going to, I have been drawing flack from both sides on this all week long. I suspect I'm going to continue here today. Join us, won't you please? 651-289-4488. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, I'm Ben Hageman. I own American Pressure with my brother. Being family-owned and operated has allowed us to be very nimble and plan for demand and growth. Yes, we have machines and accessories on the shelf with more arriving every day. We focus on delivering value by offering a full range of pressure washers and steam cleaners, and we are looking forward to taking care of our customers for years to come. Give us a call at 763-521-4442. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround... Our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. So I invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes. Without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and I look down at myself, and I can't help but just laugh. Because there I am, wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike, and I'm eating two corn dogs. And I think we'd all agree, the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman. And often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Or corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Five seconds to go in the game. America's team, North Dakota State Bison, up 38-3 over Montana. It had to happen. So, for that, 
I have to throw it in one time per year. The Nuge. One of the few songs that he ever did that I really can get behind. Great White Buffalo. Actually, the Green and Gold Buffalo. 651-289-4488, the number to call. By the way, don't forget, uh, Twin Cities Tuition's School Choice Week is in effect for the next couple of weeks, actually. We're celebrating National School Choice Week the 23rd through 29th of January. You can get yourself into a variety of educational options, which are crucial for you and your kids' future, so you can find the best educational fit for your family. If you're seeking a private Christian education, we can help you save half off your first year of tuition. Each child you have deserves an effective, motivating, and challenging educational environment. So you can see a list of our partnering schools and learn more at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Watching, by the way, the public school system respond to COVID, you don't even have to be in a place that's just completely bonkers as Chicago, which is trying to take the rest of the year off, uh, going on strike to enforce the rest of the year off, in fact, to realize maybe it's time you cut the cable with the public school system. And I say this knowing that there are some excellent teachers out there. Good friends of mine are teachers. My father was one of the best teachers who ever stood in front of a chalkboard. Two of my grandparents on my mother's side, also excellent teachers uh, and a great coach in one case. And my little sister, uh, who, by the way, is out there rooting for the cats since two of her kids are Bozeman grads. And a Fairly close to probably bereft today since, well, the cats are, are going down by 35 points in mere seconds here. Uh, I've got nothing against the public school system, but the administration, the union, and so much about the academic context of the modern educational economy is rotten to the core. And by the way, I mean, you, you know you've got a problem when my dad, who I believe may have voted for one Republican since Ike, uh, and a great teacher, by the way, all you Jamestown people out there know, I, my dad was a great teacher. Probably still would be if he had to be. And, uh, yeah, you get him talking about the teachers union and the administration, he sounds like a Ron Paul guy. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about January 6th before we go to the phones here. So I, I say this as someone who is, has been a Trump skeptic since day one. I mean, I cordially disliked Donald Trump 35 years ago. When I was just out of college, first learning about the guy, when I was a producer at, at that time, the Evil Talk Empire at 1500, I was reading about this Donald Trump character, and I thought, wow, this guy is kind of tacky and gauche. And I, I say this as someone who's a little bit tacky and gauche. Don't get me wrong. But this is a whole nother level. And yes, part of it is the fact that he's the opposite. His, his, his excessive, conspicuous consumption at that time, before he was identified with politics of any sort, was the very social, cultural opposite of what I grew up around. I mean, this guy is the guy with the gold-plated toilet in his apartment. It's the opposite of what someone like me, a small-town, rural Scandinavian, thinks of as normal, appropriate, and okay. Oh, that's fine. I mean, and and his, his personal antics, even less so. But that was fine. Life goes on. Fifteen years ago, an awful lot of people who were mortified when he became president were watching Donald Trump every single week on The Apprentice, a show that I watched exactly one time when a friend of mine, the, actually the daughter of former uh, Pioneer Press columnist Gail Marks Jarvis, uh, made it down to the final two. Lost, but fared very well. Got fired at the last minute, but nothing wrong with it. No shame in that game. 
Uh, she went on to do very well for herself. Never wound up getting picked for Trump's cabinet that I know of, but a show that I watched exactly once because guess what? I didn't much care for Donald Trump. And I didn't much care for Donald Trump when he ran for office. If you remember this broadcast in 2015 and 2016, I was a little bit mortified as I watched the Republican field fall apart. I was a Scott Walker guy from the beginning. I was one of the people who was rooting when he got into the race. I supported him until he bowed out early in the race, at which point I moved on to support Marco Rubio at caucus time. I was one of the people who helped Marco Rubio win Minnesota in my own little way. I think he would have been a great president, as I believe Scott Walker was the best man for the job up until he bowed out. When Walker bowed out and Rubio left the race, I moved over to Ted Cruz because I was pretty much anyone but Trump at that point. And as the nomination closed in, as I watched the convention with my fellow AM-1280, the Patriot homies, and and watch the inevitability of the delegate count stacking up. I thought, oh, boy, here we go. And some people were having none of it. Michael Medved identified, along with a lot of people I respected, uh, still respect, uh, uh, Jonah Goldberg, uh, Kevin Williamson, uh, Michael Medved, uh, all identified themselves very clearly as never-Trumpers, as not going to happen, as people who saw Trump as a disaster waiting to happen. I wasn't quite there, uh, if only because I was an activist in the Republican Party at that time. And I thought, OK, well, somehow we got to pull this off. And I, I identified the same way as Dennis Prager did as a skeptic who thought if we get out of this next four years, four to eight years, whatever it winds up being with uh, a couple of good Supreme Court justices, whatever else goes south with this clown running things. It'll be worth it, and it'll be something to grab hold of. And I will give Trump this. As someone who was a skeptic and a non-fan, and as someone who wrote in Scott Walker in 2016, because I could not bring myself to vote for Trump, and I certainly wasn't going to vote for Hillary Clinton, or some useless third party, I went even more symbolic than third party and wrote in Scott Walker. Yay. Uh, That'll show him. As someone who had that pedigree behind him, I have to say that I was impressed by all, not everything Trump did. His Twitter feed was an ongoing embarrassment for all four years. And you say, well, that's how he outflanked the mainstream media. That was his only way of getting around uh, the, the absolute embargo on him that the mainstream media placed. And by the way, they were right. I mean, they have never, the mainstream media has never beclowned themselves with a president the way that they, they did with Donald Trump. As I have talked about in this broadcast for literally five years now, on a WNYC program on December, which was syndicated on National Public Radio. Again, I listen to it so you don't have to, but I have posted the link to this show on my blog at shotinthedark.info many times over the last five years. December 1st, 2016, representatives of the New York Times newsroom went on the air on National Public Radio and said, it's time to change the rules of media from telling, passing the facts on to people, the who, what, when, where, why, and how, and move to a more important mission, denormalizing Donald Trump. I mean, they admitted then and there that they were going to weaponize bias 
to, quote, denormalize President Trump. And they did it for the next four years, basically running every rumor and every planted Democrat story as if it was the gospel truth. And so leaving all that aside for the moment, I will say that that that, that while the media was very much in the bag, explicitly and in their own words, stacking the deck against Donald Trump from before the beginning in a way that should cause every thinking person to curb stomp their credibility until they do something really serious to atone for it, which, by the way, is not in evidence. I point out that, that while, yes, it is true, Donald Trump used Twitter to outflank the media, the media wasn't that much less hostile to Ronald Reagan 40 years ago. And Ronald Reagan didn't have Twitter. Heck, at that point, only Al Gore had the Internet. And Ronald Reagan managed it without beclowning himself and turning himself into an ongoing punchline. Now, Donald Trump did some things very well. He secured the border like no other president of my lifetime has. He had a cabinet that at its beginning was the most conservative cabinet and enacted the most conservative policies in terms of regulation, in terms of day-to-day government operations in many ways of my lifetime. Not spending, mind you. He spent like a Democrat, as each previous president, going back to George W. Bush, has. All of them spend like Democrats. Trump spent worse than Obama. Obama spent worse than W. W. spent way worse than Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton only didn't spend worse than George H.W. Bush because he had to triangulate to the right to stay in office after 1994. I digress. January 6th comes up, and and it it puts a punctuation mark on all the things that Trump did not do well. And we'll come back to that. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Or visit CashCallMortgage.com. This new year, what are your financial goals? Home improvements? Paying off bills? That dream vacation? Put Cash Call Mortgage on top of your New Year's to-do list while mortgage interest rates are low. Because along with the new year is the talk of rising interest rates. A Cash Call Mortgage refi could help make 2022 a whole lot happier you could reduce your current interest rate and start saving money with a lower monthly payment and with a cash out refi you may even make it a win-win with the cash you need now and a lower rate and monthly payment make sure your new year financial dreams come true with cash call mortgage for a free quote to see if you qualify go to cashcallmortgage.com or call now call 800-931-6651 that's 800-931-6651 800-931-6651 Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. 
For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Wouldn't it be great to receive free quotes from multiple top-rated contractors on siding, roofing, and window jobs with absolutely zero pushy salespeople invading your house with one-size-fits-all overpriced options? I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As many Patriot listeners know, one short meeting with me will result in competitive estimates emailed to you a few days later with no obligation to buy. With today's supply chain issues, the most common question I get lately is how long until the work can be done? Straight answer. If you would like to see some new windows in your house in the summer, now is the time to call me. Lead times are up to six months for window installs, double than what we've ever seen in the past. So whether you would like a few windows quoted or all of them, we'll go over the best options that fit your house and stand up to our extreme temperature swings. If you decide to move forward, I'll come back out to write up the order so we can get the clock ticking on your new windows. Set up a short meeting with me. Go to GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488.com. Hey, don't forget, Salem Now is the best streaming platform out there, and it doesn't take a monthly fee. All sorts of great programming out there, including The Pilgrims, the recent war on history threatens to erase America's past. You can help set the record straight with this new documentary on Christian settlers in America and how they laid the groundwork for liberty as we know it. It's all on demand. It's also archived. So go to Salem.now.com. That's Salem.now.com. Or try watching on the go or casting on your TV with the free app. Did you say free app? Why, yes, I did. Free. That's Salem.now.com. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Uh, should you care to join me? We'll be going to the phones in a moment here. Anyway, uh, Donald Trump, I, he was he had a mixed record as president for the first three years. I will just say that. I was a skeptic. He, I won't say he won me over, but he wasn't. He was nowhere near the disaster I thought he would be. The economy was booming along. I would love to go back to $1.79 gas and an economy that was humming right along near full employment. Now, in my point of view here, he did three things wrong in his entire presidency. I mean, other than be clown himself on Twitter and, and put his foot in deep in his mouth, not that he cared much for, for quite some time. He did three things that were enduringly wrong. His spending, he spent like a Democrat. And by the way, the surest way to tell when, Dem- when a Republican is in office is when Democrats start acting like spending hawks. Hey, he's spending a lot of money. Well, yeah, Obama spent more than than George W. Bush. Well, hey, oh, and during the Obama administration, uh, during the W, during W's administration, hey, he's spending a lot of money. Well, again, all of the last four presidents since Bill Clinton have ratcheted up the spending. I knew that Joe Biden would blow all previous records away, and he has, and it's going to be a disaster for this country. Anyway, uh, Donald Trump spent worse than everyone before him. He is second only to Biden at this point, and Biden is blowing the roofs off the record books. The future presidents may have no choice but to spend less. Uh, 
So that's one thing he did very, very wrong. The second was COVID. And I'll cut him a break on that one as I cut Tim Waltz a partial break for the first month at least of his COVID response, maybe two months. Uh, and that is no one knew what they were doing. And to some extent, it's not even the, I mean, the Fed has a advisory consenting and support job. It's supposed to be the state's jobs to handle public health. Uh, some states did it better, Florida. Uh, some states did it very badly, New York, New Jersey, Montana, ah, Montana, New Jersey, Massachusetts. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. By the way, I jumped the gun a little bit earlier. It was the end of the third quarter. Uh, the uh, the Bison, America's team, are ahead of the uh, of Montana State Cats, uh, 38-3, with eight and a half to go in the fourth quarter. Now, game did, is not over, but well, we'll see. At any rate, spending is one. COVID was another. And by the way, while the left was piling on Trump over his handling of COVID, which I, 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 I was, my response then was, well, let's see you all do better. <laughs> they haven't. I mean, uh, Donald, Donald Trump at least had the, the disadvantage of walking in completely untried territory over the last hundred years. We haven't had a pandemic like this since, I mean, the Hong Kong flu of the 1960s, early 70s uh, was nowhere near as severe. Partly because, by the way, our public health apparatus was not politicized back then. That certainly didn't help. Uh, and, of course, the Biden administration has beclowned itself even worse than Trump did because they stand on the shoulders of whatever we learned about COVID during the Trump administration and have still bobbled things horribly. Got a question about that? Go ahead. Go find yourself a COVID test today. It was easy to do a year ago. Suddenly it's not. But the biggest problem I have with Donald Trump was his last two months from the end of the uh, 2020 election until the inauguration and really to the present day when he insisted that the election had been stolen. Now, you and I both know that there is fraud out there. Any Democrat who says it's not is indulging in groupthink. But... Spending months undercutting the election, and I hesitate, I, I, I don't hesitate to say this, I hasten to add, without any significant evidence, I mean, 80-odd court cases filed, one of them that went somewhere until it, it got shot down, is not a good record. I mean, Trump and his lieutenants, especially the, the completely inexplicable Sidney Powell and the, let's be honest, tragically fallen Rudy Giuliani, and... His personality cult, and I use that word advisedly, uh, Trump's personality cult did something that doesn't and can't play well with small-D democracy. Something that's, I'm not going to say unforgivable, but it's a huge, huge flaw, uh, flub if, you, if democracy and self-government and freedom is what you speak. That is, putting the person ahead of the process, seeking to rule by man rather than law. Uh, National Review had a great uh, editorial this past week that summed up almost everything I have to say on the subject, uh, and they wrote it well. He said, there's no defense of what Donald Trump did to summon the, the crowd, tell it that there remained only uh, there remained no option but counting uh, Biden's electoral victory and urge the assembling, uh, assembly to march on the Capitol because, quote, if we allow this group of people to illegally take over our country, you're not going to have a country anymore, end quote. Trump's recklessness uh, and his disregard for the office disgraced the presidency. Additionally, there's no defense of Trump's pressuring uh, Vice President Pence to take unilateral, unlawful action against the uh, counting of electoral votes 
then telling the crowd that Pence might do so, knowing full well they would discover when they reached the Capitol that Pence would not. Some of them, entering the Capitol, chanted, Hang Mike Pence. That never Trumpers have been getting a lot of mileage out of that, by the way. It would have been interesting had they tried. The Secret Service would have mowed them down like uh, overripe corn. But anyway, back to the National Review. It was Trump who led them to believe that his own vice president was allowing the country to be stolen. And that is one of the gravest offenses there is. I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat who does this, by the way. It's an equal affront against the constitutional process. The one thing that separates this country from, from, from tyranny in the long run, if we're lucky, and that is the process that we all agree to follow, come fair weather or foul, whatever the results are, and for that, Trump, uh, for that, I have to give Trump a huge failing grade for his last couple months because we have to be honest. When personality cult wins out over process, then self-rule, democratic self-rule, with a small d, loses. And that is the one bit of January 6th where Republicans, conservatives, People who care about freedom, about the Constitution, about the process that separates us from the Cubas and the Sudans and the Afghanistans of the world have to fight for the rule of law rather than the rule of the personality cult. Donald Trump was important. He had his upsides, but putting him ahead of the Constitution was an attack on, on the Constitution itself in its, in, in its own disgraceful way. I've taken, I've taken a lot of flack from Republicans, especially Trump fans, for saying this. But uh, I'll put it out there. If you disagree, give us a call, 651-289-4488. Let's go to the phones. Uh, in Shoreview, Rob, or Bob, rather. Bob, in Shoreview, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Yeah, I don't think there was many Republicans that put personality ahead of the Constitution. There may have been a few. Agreed. Um, but, uh, you know, you've got to put this in context. In the last couple of months of Trump's presidency, he had just been through two phony impeachments. The media, mainstream media, constantly lying about him. Yep. Yeah, he made some mistakes, but you were too under pressure. And as far as the tweets go, I thought there was a couple that were pretty funny when uh, Mike Bloomberg tweeted that Donald Trump cheats at golf. Donald Trump tweeted back to the diminutive Michael Bloomberg uh, Mike Bloomberg cheats at mini golf. I mean, I thought that was pretty funny. But um, I, my questions for you was about the riots of 2020. Go ahead. Have you noticed when they occurred, like while Trump was president, and also in an election year? Of course. And my 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 take on all this is the left and the forces of lawlessness on the left. They're sending a message. This is what happens when you elect Donald Trump and a absolutely. conservative like him. Absolutely. You and, stole a little bit of my thunder there, Bob. But, yeah, absolutely. This And, by the way, the nonstop uh, <laughs> garment-rending and bloody shirt-waving over January 6th is a part of that. You won't find uh, nearly the level of urban uh, unrest and rioting uh, in Joe Biden's America, as you did in Donald Trump, Trump's America, is the people who support it are, are in power now. They don't need to undercut the, the status quo. 
just yet. <laughs> we'll see what happens after in, uh, next year. Let's go to Plymouth. Alan, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air. Yeah, I just wanted to comment. You you thought what Donald Trump did with Pence regarding January 6th was non, unconstitutional, and I'd argue that everything that uh, Peter Navarro and the team had planned for that day was totally constitutional, followed the constitutional right down to the details, and Pence didn't want to go there. What What is it you're saying that, that was planned down to the details? I mean, elaborate, please. So uh, Ted Cruz from the Senate was with, I forget which House member, where they contested states uh, yeah. in the hall before... before and, and I would state that the FBI had the riot all planned so that they could interrupt. Two separate session. two separate issues there, uh, Alan. Thanks for your call. You're, you're right. The, the constitutional challenges, the procedural challenges going on in the Senate chamber as the electoral votes were counted were perfectly constitutional. The plan that the Republican Senate leadership had to try to contest the Electoral College was desperate but constitutional. It's part of the process. And by the way, any Democrat who says otherwise needs to look back to 2016 when Hillary Clinton's people did their own version of exactly the same thing. They fought against against all the odds. They fought the constitutional battle that is separate from the urge of a large crowd to break into the Capitol and interrupt that process and seize control of the process for themselves. They're two very separate things. Let's take a quick break because I'm done rending the Republican garment here for now, although the job does fall to us to decide where this party goes from henceforth. 651-289-4488, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Want to know why you'll love working at Standard Heating and Air Conditioning? You have options. You can work with your hands out in the field, or you can work a variety of positions in the office. Plus, Standard offers a full range of benefits, like medical, dental, vision, 401k match, life insurance, flexible hours, tuition reimbursement, and much more. Standard also offers great wages. That's a heavy paycheck. Standard Heating provides ongoing training and certifications. The best part is you get to help people every day and work for a company that gives back to the community. Standard Heating has been owned by three generations of the same family. The things you want from an employer and more, the highest standards. We know you'll love working there. Visit standardheating.com careers to apply today. Standard Heating, providing the comfort and the employment you deserve. Apply today at standardheating.com careers. That's standardheating.com careers. 
know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. I was premature before, but not now. America's team, the Bison. With uh, 28 seconds to go, third and two, uh, deep in Wildcat territory. 38-10 to 10 over Montana State, who scored a touchdown in the last possession here. They're going to uh, take a knee, and that will be the game. America's team with a nine-peat. It's a good omen for this coming fall here, ladies and gentlemen. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Talking about January 6th and the, the ongoing garment rending and and. <laughs> browbeating in the media. Oh, I'm done taking the blame here. I do indeed. We had a caller during the break who called up to say the election was rigged. The election was rigged. Look, there is evidence out there of widespread electoral fraud here. Some of the investigations, by the way, good friend of the show, Narn Fan on Twitter points that seems some of the investigations are getting somewhere, particularly in Georgia. It is true the the vote person uh, was on uh, it, the the true uh, vote person is on uh, Breitbart last week. Uh, you can go find that on SoundCloud. There, w- once the states certify their election results, that's pretty much all it, all it says for the electoral college. That thanks Narn fan by the way. The uh, bring the evidence. There is evidence of fraud out there. Georgia has evidence of fraud. If we manage to win. The Republican, uh, the Republican gets uh, Republican Party puts someone in the governor's office and takes some of the executive branch departments this year uh, in the in the midterms in the gubernatorial election this fall. I have a hunch we will find some bodies buried in the Secretary of State's office, figuratively speaking. But if you want to prove that the whole election was rigged from the ground up, oh, and by the way, the COVID voting rules were an open invitation to uh, to commit fraud, and I would be crazy not to say that some of it happened here was the entire election rigged bring the evidence Sidney Powell and and Rudy Giuliani promised the evidence over and over and over again and all they did was completely forever devalue the word Kraken so if you want to say the election was rigged bring the evidence that's all I care about bring the actual evidence not evidence that was thrown out of court not evidence that isn't evidence bring it the Donald Trump side did two things regarding this whole January 6th process that were that were inexcusable, that were a disgrace. They put personality and the personality cult ahead of the constitutional process, which is a repudiation of the Constitution. 
They undercut the process, the, the process that separates us from the totalitarians and from the, the banana republics. You put people ahead of laws, then you don't have the rule of law. You have the rules of men. Let's not even talk about what the Democrats did, however. What they're trying to do is impugn all Republicans, as they will do next year and forevermore, because let's be honest, if you're a Democrat right now, you are supporting a president who's really not all there, who's basically a badly trained mouthpiece for his staff, who has overseeing a complete unraveling of the COVID response, a complete unraveling of the economy, which is sputtering like a 20-year-old snowblower that hasn't had his oil changed, uh, the border collapsing, immigration policy falling apart, foreign policy that is the worst I've seen, makes Jimmy Carter look good in comparison, a national malaise of the type that turned me, a young Democrat, into a, a fervent conservative not that many years ago, a crime wave that has at least in Minneapolis and St. Paul, rivaled the worst of the mid-1990s and isn't showing any signs of slowing down. And on top of all that, seeing the, the, the Democrat hegemony and the black and Latino vote start to unravel. Yeah, if you're a Democrat, you might want to wave the bloody shirt for a little bit yourself. Absolutely. There's a reason that they're focusing on on, on January 6th like it was 9-11. There's a reason the likes of the squad are, are wrapping themselves in unearned victimhood. Because I got news for you. I was closer to danger in J- May of 2020 than any of those hamsters were on January 6th. Guarantee you. And uh, by the way, neither of those dangers were excusable. But they, they're doing this to impugn all Republicans. By the way, never Trumpers. Uh, have been doing have been dancing the, their their little uh, bloody shirt dance as well for the last few months over January sixth. Uh, the people who left the Republican Party who have been chanting as if a bunch of lobotomized donkeys. Oh, the GOP is dead. The GOP is dead. Yeah, the GOP is not the party of the personality cult. Donald Trump was not elected to office by the personality cult. By the way, he was elected by a whole lot of work a daddy hug a mommy Americans who felt left out of the process by who were actively denigrated by Hillary Clinton, who were actively denigrated, by the way, by both parties during the Tea Party, because what was the Tea Party? It was Donald, Donald Trump's people back when they still cared about manners. That's it. I was a Tea Party person. We were as idealistic as any political movement ever that ever existed. The Democrats slandered. The, the Tea Party uh, off the off the battlefield, right, helped out by the Republican establishment. An awful lot of people saw that and said, well, we gain nothing by 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 coming, bringing our manners to the table. Let's take off the gloves. Let's tweet mean things. Let's fight this thing like a war instead of a debate. And for better or worse, that's what happened. Now, again, I supported and still support the good things Trump did, which happened. They did exist. I repudiate the bad things he did. I mean, his spending was a, is going to be part of an ongoing disaster that our great-grandchildren will curse us for if we don't get a handle on it soon. And that, that dog may have left the pound. But the battle that actually matters is not the one that happened last January 6th, although that was important and disgraceful. 
The battle that matters, if you're a grown-up, is going to be joined the first Tuesday in November when Republicans around Minnesota get together and go to caucuses and start electing delegates to go to district and uh, BPOU district and finally the state convention to decide who's going to run for governor, constitutional offices, the legislature. We have a huge opportunity not only to flip the legislature in this state, but to define what the Republican Party is going to be in this state and by extension nationwide. If you're a Trump supporter, you're upset with what I've said, well, let's bury that hatchet for a while here and get a good governor elected because it's a lot easier to be magnanimous when you win than when you lose. And believe me, if you've gotten tired of Tim Waltz for this last four years, the imperative to win is impossible to miss. And that starts... The first Tuesday in February on caucus night, that's where the soul of the Republican Party gets fought for every four years, every two years, let's be honest. I'll be there. Uh, Mark Drake on the, the Minnesota media selling out its climate message to the highest bidder. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cole with the Kingdom Builders. I read a devotion the other day that quoted a musician, Arthur Rubenstein. He would say that he could never omit his daily practice on the piano. He said that if he missed practice for three days, the public would know it. If for two days, his friends would know it. And even if for one day, he himself knew it. It is no less true in a Christian's life that in order to keep our lives in tune with his, there must never be a break in the study of God's word. If we leave off for only one day, we shall become conscious of a loss of power in living. If for two days, our friends around us will notice the failure in the beauty, the sweetness, and the grace of our character and disposition. If for three days we fail to study the scriptures, to see how God would have us live, even the people of the world will see a lowering of the spiritual quality of our life. We are called to be beacons of hope to the world, to be set apart. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email at cole at thekingdombuilders.com. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boots, Arby's Computer Service. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround... 
our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. AM 12A. 